on Blue Ion, this is The Way Out There. Conversations and stories about the relationship between people and the outdoors. We interview outdoor leaders, teachers, guides, and everyday individuals who have answered a call to step into the vast beauty out there. By hearing their stories, we hope you'll be inspired to go way out there yourself. Just over two months ago, Zach Buer and Trip Brower set sail from Charleston Harbor on the first leg of a two-year around-the-world sailing adventure. Their sailboat, a beautiful 40-foot 1971 Hinkley named J. Henry, will carry them to over 35 ports along the way. They plan to discover and document how cultures around the world are navigating the impacts of globalization and environmental change. A few days before their departure, we had the chance to sit down with Zach and Trip in the cabin of J. Henry and discuss the upcoming journey, all the prep required, their goals for collecting and sharing research, and whether they thought they could get along for two years on a sailboat. We hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did, and in the show notes we provided some links where you can follow them along their journey. All right, guys, well, let's get going. Yeah. Welcome to uh, The Way Out There, and thanks for joining us this morning. Welcome aboard. Yeah, thanks I mean, for having us. It's awesome to have you guys, and I really appreciate your taking a, uh, a little bit out of what is an insane schedule, I bet, getting ready for Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, yeah. I was actually, it's really nice stopping for a second. I was thinking about that as you were setting up your stuff. That was nice just to stop. Have a moment? Yeah, have a moment where we have to be <laughs> sitting down and just talking. I'm glad this can be a meditative moment for you guys. <laughs> it is. It so is. Uh, before we barrel in, uh, do me a favor, uh, just so people can uh, recognize each of y'all's voices. So take a second, uh, introduce each of yourselves, where you're from, and when you first started sailing. Um, this is Zach, uh, Zach Buer, from Hilton Head originally, and got into sailing much later in life than Trip did. Um, I guess it would have been with me. Yeah, it was probably with you. Um, likely college. I don't think we sailed much in high school. A lot um, of post-college. Yeah, college and post-college. Um, racing with, with Trip on the Sea Island One designs. And then just pleasure sails around the harbor and, you know, um, other places. And then offshore, most recently to, uh, you know, so I'm not sailing around the world with with no offshore experience <laughs> offshore to new york yeah yeah hold that thought one second let me just check this real quick might as well all right that's good all right all right yeah trip so so i'm i'm trip brower um also known as prentice by some what uh, do you prefer i like them both a lot yeah my name is prentice yeah it's kind of a cool name i think yeah yeah you know, did you go by both i go by both all right just to keep things confusing for people <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've been, I've grown up sailing my whole life, um, fortunately, and, you know, did a lot of cruising with my dad and then, uh, taught sailing and built boats, uh, after college, both Zach and I were poli sci majors at college of Charleston. So, and we've been roommates for a long time. That's a whole other story. But, uh, after college learned how to build wooden boats and then started a nonprofit teaching boat building. And so that's been that's been huge but still i mean as far as ocean passages and what we're about to take on i've never done more than the length of bermuda the sail that we're about to do right right so this might be bermuda how many times 
<laughs> so Bermuda's five days, and we're going to have 310 days. Oh, wow. Very <laughs> nice. Very yeah. nice. Well, again, thanks for joining us this morning and taking time out uh, of your prep. Uh, this has to be the coolest spot we've done um, a podcast episode yet, um, by far. We did one in an old uh, renovated Shasta trailer, which was pretty sweet. Yeah, that is cool. But it's not a 71, 40-foot uh, Hinkley. Yeah. Uh, it's so, cozy in here. Yeah, it's yeah. super cozy. I mean, there's just nothing cooler than this. Um, this is the perfect podcasting studio, and maybe that's one of the many things you guys can do to capture some stories uh, along the way. Yeah, I'm kind of um, this. Let's start, let's start here because we're in the middle of this amazing, beautiful cabin. Um, tell us a little bit about the boat, what's special about this boat, um, and how is it going to serve you well over this journey? You want me to sure, yeah, start off? Yeah. We'll, we'll tag team all of this, but the, what's special about the boat, it's a, uh, it's a 1971 uh, Hinkley Bermuda 40, so it is... Uh, it's built when by Hinkley, which is a super high quality boat builder, American boat builder, and up in Maine at the time, at least. Uh, Southwest Harbor. Southwest Harbor, yeah, Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this boat, 1971, you know, they were still just getting used to fiberglass. So the fiberglass is so strong because they didn't know how much they could get away with, you know. So they did as much as you know. They built it, you know, like a brick. Wow. And so that's one huge reason we're here, you know, on this boat. Um, out of several yeah i mean what normal or holes nowadays have what a quarter inch of fiberglass they're not that thick they're weird than that even and we've got over an inch of fiberglass on our hole we put a through hole in um and it's a beast to get through this hole so that's a a little bit of security security and comfort Yeah. yeah out at sea did that um when just out of curiosity when did the evolution of um that whole thickness evolve? I mean, did it take them until the 80s and later to maybe, you know, so more recent Hinkley's, they wouldn't be quite as much of a a beast in the hull. I I don't, I don't, I can't say anything to current day Hinkley's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're still pretty solid. Oh, they're legendary, classic, stunning boats. Yeah. But they're not as overbuilt. But it's interesting, yeah. 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 Um, But, you know, what they say is that Hinkley is a fiber, a wooden boat built inside a fiberglass boat because they were a wooden boat builder. Yeah. And so, like, sitting in this cabin you know there's wood everywhere you can't see any fiberglass um which is really neat so that's part of the aesthetic and the quality and then the rest you know as far as quality of the boat is like all the rigging the way they think through everything it's just super yeah. rock solid and so that's a big reason how um how did it come to be that you guys got access to the boat and when did that happen so yeah the uh it really is a long story so i'll try to make it short but basically i knew about the boat um, just doing boat work on, you know, just as a side job for me, I knew about the boat that it wasn't being used. And, uh, so I talked to, I knew the owners, talked to them about working on it cause I could use the work and then talking to them about trading some work to use the boat. Cause right. I started wanting to go sailing more and then maybe just use it to do bigger trips, like go up the coast or something like that. Uh, but then when Zach and I decided that we were sailing around the world and we were looking for boats, went back to them and said, Hey, how about we use this boat to go sail around the world? And we, we've toyed with a few boats. Uh, there's one actually just around the corner here, which is a very cool boat. Um, 1996, all wood, very salty looking. Um, and we actually took that down to Hilton Head, kind of playing around with the idea. And it was great. It was a great sail. But since, you know, getting our hands on this boat and kind of sitting in the lap of Luxury. luxury if you will <laughs> not to make it you know sound too bougie but um <laughs> it it really kind of 
highlighted that difference. That cockpit is about the size of this, you know, three foot by two foot table that we're sitting at, and it yeah. was, you know, just hard wood everywhere. So it's nice. It's nice yeah. to be here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's nothing better than a great adventure, maybe other than a great adventure with a little bit of style. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing about this boat is it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you look at it, it doesn't say it's not the highest performing boat, but when you look at it. It's it's solid and it looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which, you know, and it's, it's uh, named the J, the J Henry. The J Henry is yes. that someone's name? Is that a yep. reference to? It's the, uh, it's the one of the owners' names. Yeah. The, his, okay. his wife named it after him. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He must be honored that this thing's gonna I, go take an I, epic, I, epic, I, I, epic I, I voyage. Yeah. If the, yeah, if the P Brower were sailing around, <laughs> we're pretty stoked about it. That's not a, that's not a very good name. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like <laughs> quite the same yeah. flair. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe the Prentice. You yeah. can stick with the Prentice. Yeah. The SS Prentice. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned. So then, when you guys hatched this plan to do this um, this journey and this trip, what was that moment about? What were you all looking for in life, yeah. or thinking about, or how you were thinking about how can we push our sailing interests one step well, further? Well, it was, it was <laughs> a lot broader, of that? a lot simpler than that, I lot, think, in some ways. A lot more philosophical. Yeah, we were, um, Hurricane Florence came through uh, about a year ago, and it shut everything down in Charleston. The storm never arrived, but everything was closed, and Tripp and I were sitting in our house at the time, stuck there, both by chance within two weeks of one another had ended up single um, broken up with our girlfriends so we're stuck in this house alone just talking about what can you do with that'll, life that'll force life decisions yeah anything, exactly right? and something weird about the storm and the whole environment too is that it was one of these hurricanes that tomorrow it's coming so we went through this week of like where time stood still i feel like. yeah, yeah and that almost has to do with the conversation we were having it was about like our lives and yeah. time and space and right yeah what it all means yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. we got deep. pretty heady yeah there were two <laughs> two a... bottle conversations <laughs> um, but i think we were just discussing if you can do what what is a human life for what can you do with it a life um and we we i think since high school at least have had like a flair for the grandiose and had kicked around the idea of sailing around the world but had never really truly considered it and bubbled back up or anything like that when we were 22 we were sitting on the beach on sullivan's island decided that we were gonna go ride bicycles across the we were gonna walk i think and pick up trash i don't know we've had like this desire i think to do something um and we we saw this window realized we're single we're both like our jobs but we're not married to them what if if there's a window it, it's this window and what should we do with it yeah um, i love that yeah and then you stitch that sort of itch and urge to this uh, i don't if it's fair to call it sort of this cause or purpose of this trip beyond the sailing adventure itself which is remarkable right to to take this opportunity to explore and learn about other cultures yeah and both what they're dealing with in terms of sea level yeah climate and even things like globalization. Right. Is that right? Yeah, that was, I think, part of the initial conversation even, just wanting to understand where other people are. I mean, we're in a lovely, lovely place here, but it can be a bit of a bubble. Um, and so I think both of us wanted to get outside of that and, and see what people were thinking. And then I think the environmental stuff uh, and, the, and the globalization stuff is just born out of personal interest for yeah. both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of bubbled up 
later, but mostly it was it was wanting to see the world and experience it firsthand. Um, and sh- share with people not just back home, but but have that connection to other people around the world. Right. You know? Being able to go somewhere else and and listen and hear you know what other people are going through, both good and bad, and just learn about them. I think both of us have wanted to travel more, and also you know that all ties in. I, I have a feeling part of it goes back to why we were also both poli sci majors and so interested in yeah. that. You know, people are interesting, yeah. and the world's interesting. Right. I think it's sort of infinitely fascinating how people stitch together these sort of uh, crazy, crooked paths in their lives. Yeah. You know, and from so from poli sci to experiences in sailing, well, you're I mean, a, I have a biologist. Biology yeah. Major as well. yeah. Yeah. So, so all these cobble together into this weird, unique path that right. only you two can be on right now. Right. That's exactly. a that's a lesson in life, I think, for anybody who's trying to figure out. Wow, I've done a lot of strange things. What am I supposed to be doing next? Well, it's just like, well, look at that arc and figure out where that unique arc is going. Right. And it seems like, well, that's where you are right now in this moment. Uh, yeah. You know, on departure. That's <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's a, a pretty big one. <laughs> wild feeling. Yeah. Because you're yeah. right. I mean, it's been forward steps, backward steps. And both of us have done neat things, but I think it's always been kind of yeah. moving toward this, I suppose. Two last, yeah. two other questions about sort of the larger, the larger premise of the journey. Um, it, the name of the journey and the trip is Apparent Winds. Right. Uh, if that's, what do you call it? You call it a trip, a journey, an expedition? We What's call the it right? a journey, a voyage, and okay. an expedition. I okay. Think the three, so the you guys really uh, named it Apparent Winds, which right. is the wind that you feel as you move. Right. Is that fair? Like whether you're sailing, whether you're on a bicycle, whether you're jogging or whatever. Right. The, the wind apparent be, wind. The it's wind not the actual wind. Exactly. Is that right? So how, what is that? So the actual wind could be blowing one direction. You're moving in another direction, and that's going to adjust the apparent wind. Or, Perfect. Is that that's it? Exactly okay. What okay. It is. Mm-hmm. So, how does that metaphor fit to what y'all are going and uh, embarking on? So that's that's we really like it, and I'm, we had a lot of different names, but the idea is we're all on this earth, but we and we are all feeling, if you will, the same you know sort of things. We're all in the same natural world, but it all feels different, both okay. culturally and Get environmentally, it. depending yeah. on where you are. Yeah, there's right. natural forces like the environment. Right. Uh, there's cultural forces globalization or just whatever whatever it may be and so yeah no matter where you are it's affecting you differently but they're the same forces so you the apparent wind that you may be experiencing here is different from what they are experiencing there absolutely and it's understanding that better Yeah, and we want to use that lens to meet other people and see what super their cool. apparent wind yeah. is for for more or less yeah. yeah so i bet that you it's impossible to know what places are going to blow your mind you know in advance you could think what they may be but it's like anything like this so it's the things that you don't even imagine that are going to be maybe right. the coolest and the people you meet and the stories you hear but right. that said going into it for each of you uh what are one or two of the places that you're like dreaming about right now it's like what's it going to be like that you can't like can't wait same, same answer a few times and yeah. and it does change a lot but it's almost not a place yeah so okay. much as it is i mean it is a place but i think we're both well i'll speak for myself and zach and say what he wants to say but the feeling of being at sea for 35 days so that place and space and then arriving in the marquesas or tahiti or easter island wherever that next you know landing spot is i think it'll probably be the marquesas mm-hmm that is what I'm looking most forward to is being at sea the, for so the long. The transition of sort of a uh, mental space. Yeah. And right. physical. And physical. You know, yeah. It, I yeah. think it's the right. combination. You know, it's yeah. like the, the perfect recipe for it's like yeah. the best yeah. simulation of, of 
you know, uh, some explorer finding a new piece of land that you yeah. can get, you know, is that you're out at sea and then on the horizon. It's building. Yeah, something appears and, you know. And you smell it. Yeah, yeah, you do. There's the yeah. smell. Even coming offshore yesterday, moving the boat up here, pulling into Charleston after being in Rockville, um, all the smells are different. And yeah. so, yeah, I can only imagine being at sea for a month or longer and then all of a sudden a, an entirely foreign beautiful land rises out of the ocean and smells and the sights and the feeling that comes with that yeah and you know I, the caribbean i think seems there's a lot to learn but it seems so close at least to me yeah whereas also the south pacific is so foreign the most foreign you know place i feel like i've really reached out to yeah you know i've been to australia but that's so much so similar to our culture so going to a whole other place after that too, I think it's going to just be this mind blowing experience. Maybe not. But. It's interesting too. I mean, um, I've I've been to places and entered through a port, you know, or from the water at least. Right. But not really that many places, and not that many places that I wasn't already familiar with. Right. So just the thought of y'all again spending thirty five days, you know, staring at the sea, right. and then that anticipation of coming into some place, and then there's just must be some different dynamic of entering via a port. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously it's happened over the course of history, right. probably more than it has entering a place by land. Right. But it it's pretty you... fascinating difference, and I don't, I don't I couldn't even begin to guess what that difference is, but it seems like it must be fundamentally different. There's, there's a sense of scale there. Yeah. You know, when you fly somewhere. You're there after a few hours or, you know, even if you're going somewhere far, maybe it's a day of, of flight. Uh, but after 35 days, you truly, I would imagine, well, we haven't no done idea. it, but I would imagine have a sense of how distant you are in that in that moment. Um, because you, I mean, we're moving the speed of like a very fast bicycle at some point yeah. you know so yeah. it's like yeah. we're runner. essentially walking around <laughs> yeah. the world it's some it's it's we're not moving yeah. even at the speed of a car uh so we're how many gonna, port how many ports is it uh, uh, roughly 63 ports so I think. 68 or 63 yeah 63 so you're walking right. into 63 yeah exactly 39 different yeah. countries yeah. Yeah. um yeah so it, it really slows things down yeah, cool. um coming from rockville to charleston yesterday it was six hours by car 45 minutes and so if you extrapolate that around the globe yeah. i mean it really yeah. um takes some time yeah, yeah. <laughs> along the way uh the educational component and uh capturing stories publishing stories taping stories and yeah. and sort of sharing those through a platform is a big part of the journey right yeah. And so how, how is that going to work? How do you imagine that working? And, and ultimately, how might we be able to follow your experiences? Well, it, it's going to start with just sharing data. Um, we're going to be you know recording wave high water temperatures. Hopefully, as soon as we can afford the equipment, that's things that, something that people can help with is helping right. us get the equipment so we can do more with education. But we're, we're trying to build a team on land that's going to be working with folks back here. We already have a lot of schools and teachers that are following us. Nice. Um, you know, we met with the aquarium. We're hoping to work with them more, the South Carolina Aquarium. Um, and then also the big thing that a lot of people are excited about is teaching STEM and teaching about all this stuff, but then connecting kids around the world around the same thing. Yeah. So it goes back really to our yeah. mission in Apparent Wins is this understanding different right. perspectives around the world, but with kids having that. And, and teachers and schools seem to be the most excited about that. And for me personally, that's... That's what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Do you think um, you're able to set up 
some of these moments in advance? I mean, do you like to reach out to someone in that community and say, mm-hmm. we're going to be here roughly in this time we're frame? And, to, yeah, yeah. yeah, depending on uh, how we negotiate our work with the partners, there's talk of maybe um, some sort of remote learning ahead of us arriving, mm-hmm. teaching them about these concepts, and then we show up and kind of reinforce that in a, in a real yeah, embodied way. way. Um, cool. Yeah, so that's... That's the education side of things. And then we're also, you know, on social media um, and we're, we've got a YouTube channel coming. Um, yeah, yeah. We're pretty excited about that, honestly. Yeah, There's a lot of yeah. hype between Zach and I and nobody <laughs> else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, that starts to happen once y'all start appearing in these amazing places, right. talking to amazing people. Right. Yeah. The, yeah, hype, the hype will build then. Filming ourselves doing bright work for, you know, a year. And that, <laughs> that can only go so pretty far. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, I think as soon as we kind of get underway here on Saturday, we're hoping to beef up on the content and yeah. start releasing that in a way that people might be actually interested. and zach what is the environmental reading recording data yeah. lo- look like what how does that process how might that play out um the way i've envisioned it at least um in in its rawest most basic sense would be to have all these different data points he mentioned some of them like c temp uh, we're hoping to get instruments that can do ph dissolved oxygen salinity turbidity, all these data points that people can use um, and record them daily in a scientifically valid way uh, and funnel them into a database where if you're uh, anything from, you know, middle school up through college or even professionals might be able to take that data and use it to, to make some sort of um, inferences about our oceans. I mean, people yeah. need that data and to yeah. send a boat out into the ocean costs a lot of money. So we'll already be there. Yeah. Uh, and the ability to kind of collect some of this, and as long as we do it the right way, it, it could be a really valuable resource. And so I'm hoping it'll be a, a just a platform for different projects, whether it's a pretty low-key high school project or a more in-depth college thesis project, or again, like a professional based thing and so that is at its rawest sense and then like trip said we want to we want to bring in this broader uh connecting global communities aspect a little more involved with like curriculum and things like that but at its most raw form uh just some data that take that feed it that people could then plug yeah. into their own analysis yeah. and models exactly very nice exactly. And i'm familiar and you you guys are familiar with like waterkeeper here and mm-hmm. uh and waterkeeper and their sort of citizen science program yeah. where they have now people adopting creeks and taking water samples and i assume yeah. in some way that's that feeds a database Absolutely. that then people can sit down and say or right, what are we seeing in this and yeah how yeah. can we interpret that data yeah citizen right. science is is huge hmm. um people are are learning to use that data learning to train citizens and then i think the added benefit of having worked in that field you know i think we could get some stuff that could actually be excellent usable. Yeah. all right so um Let's talk about like the, I don't know, the logistics and the actual effort of this trip and spending two years or most of two years on a boat together, you know, in all far, far corners of the globe. I'm kind of like fascinated just about some of the details. So we're talking, we are talking two years. Um, how many days do you imagine, I mean, real roughly or even a percentage time on the water versus time that might be in port? Or 310 in a days on the water. Yeah. Okay. So it's about okay. You know, so almost a half. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Um, and and you have obviously, I guess, a route 
predetermined does that um and i want to ask you about that route and if you could just explain it for everyone roughly so they could kind of visualize it um but is it also does it have flexibility or is it a route needs to be a route and this is really the line you're going to follow it has flexibility it's kind of weird when you're planning something around the world because you know we have our major points but you forget that the world's really big so we have a lot of flexibility there (laughs) between these major points and there's islands and you know countries that we you know may not be on our list but we'll end up going to and the flexibility could be to stop somewhere on the way between right. a and b right to a1 and that's um, exactly and it. the timing of that then therefore it may adjust by the time you get to b right, right. Yeah. so we okay. have our our basic points around the world that we plan to be right by certain times because of weather and that's how we based the, the the whole journey was based on weather patterns and so as long as we make it to these checkpoints at certain times we have flexibility between. okay but we we can't fight the weather. So, for instance, but those weather, so, but your timing in those points roughly correlate to weather patterns that are favorable to the trip. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like for instance, we're leaving on November second, or planning to at least, because it's the first day after hurricane season. Yeah. So now we've got the okay to go south. Yeah. And and it's sort of the same, you know, the same thing around the world. We can't leave. We can't arrive into the uh, South Pacific, you know, into uh, you know, Tahiti, for example before the beginning of March. And even the beginning of the March is kind of like us leaving in late October, early November. It's right on the fringe where the season is ending. Uh, there are cyclone, cyclones. Cyclones, yeah. yeah. In, uh, in the South Pacific, yeah. Wow, all right. Yeah. Um, what, uh, to visualize that for someone listening, what does the route look like directionally and path, so to speak? Um, so we're leaving today's, what day is it today? Thursday? It's Thursday, Thursday morning. Yeah. October, it's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. I forgot to say <laughs> that at the start. It's very spooky. Yeah. So we leave in, you know, on Saturday, so in two, two days. days. Yeah. Uh, we leave Saturday. The, the folks that are sailing with us are, so we have some folks sailing with us, that's one thing, for this first leg. Yeah, they're they're professional sailors, and they're just laughing at us that we have a certain time, a certain day and a certain time of day that we're leaving. But we have this whole send-off going on, so we gonna have to work with it but we leave on saturday and we're sailing to bermuda which should be about five days east and that's sort of a big leap just getting out there because we could kind of you know hop down the coast and go down florida maybe the bahamas but we want to leap there and then we'll fix whatever we need to in in bermuda hopefully only be there a couple days and then do our next big leap which is that's about five days or six days the next leap is six or seven days um, you know, who knows, maybe eight. Put down you down Antigua. straight south. Antigua. Yeah. 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 And what we're doing is we're going east and then even southeast so that we can get to the trade winds. As soon as we get down to the latitudes around Antigua, the trade winds start blowing from, from the east to the west. Hmm. And so we want to go out so they push us back west okay. into, the, into the land. So then when we hit Antigua, we'll then be able to take a breath and island hop. And it'll just be Zach and I for a little while yeah. working our way down the West Indies. Yeah. Um, We'll spend Christmas in Grenada and New Year's. And yeah, we'll... we got a family Christmas. That's I'm pretty. Look, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. Family's coming down to see you guys. Uh, we'll know right. some friends down in. Uh, some of these friends we're mentioning yeah. that are coming to Bermuda uh, are from Caracou originally, oh, yeah. which is a small little island by Grenada, um, and they've invited us over for Christmas. So we won't just be adrift, just me and Trip alone <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a, a home to go to and lots of friends and family. That's awesome. I guess. Uh, and I might have. Yeah, yeah I guess your dad will be there. Yeah. 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 Um, 
islands. Yeah. So then down into the islands, and then m- moving all the way down, pretty much almost off the coast of Venezuela, eventually, yeah. right? Right. We'll, or we'll, Colombia. We'll and... the ABCs. Yeah, uh, Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. Curacao, yeah. And then on our head, shoot over to uh, uh, Cartagena. Right. Colombia. And so then we're so we're heading west through the the you know to Cartagena Caribbean. and through the Caribbean and then to uh, Panama, and through the Panama Canal, February or early February. Right. Uh, so that will be interesting. Then that's the big the next big leap. The big haul. That's yeah, a big that's, one. That's the big one. The big okay. one. The, it is the big one. Across yeah. the Pacific. Yeah. 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 So, to land where where would be the first major. Probably Marquesas. Yeah. Is yeah. What yeah. we're what we're looking at. There's talk of Easter Island, and, right? And, you know, which is still up in the up there, but yeah, some of those calls are going to be made as we we talked about this at that yeah, that at that event. Yeah, yeah Easter there's... Island is a big outlier. Yeah. in that path, yeah, it could be a unbelievable. I'm personally, I would that's one of my top places I'd like to see someday. Yeah. but it's a long way out of the way, yeah. and yeah. it's even sort of a dicey place to 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 pull up and try to. There's no harbor that right. could take this boat. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, or any harbor really (laughs) any harbor yeah there's yeah you just have to pull up and anchor off off the island and i guess if there's bad weather you just got to keep circling just deal with it deal with it but that's after 30 days of sailing so what will be the decision factor on saying let's do easter island or not I don't weather know. and yeah. mind space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get through the canal, see how Felt we're feeling. Feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I mean, either way, you either end up in the Marquesas yeah. or Easter Island, so it's not really. I have this. Um, I this may be silly, <laughs> yeah. but I have this impression like that. You know, being out on the water in the boat, and then these islands, and then all of a sudden it'll feel like going through the canal is going to feel like coming into Manhattan, and it may right. be totally stupid, but that's sort of my impression of it. It's like all of a sudden you're going to be coming back to a heavy dose of quote unquote real world and yeah. industry, and industry, yeah, yeah and big, you know, yeah, and then all of a sudden you're going to come out the other, and it's just overly simplistic, and you come out the other end of the of the canal and yeah. it's just the pacifics in front of you i don't think you're wrong yeah. in that yeah. i think yeah. there is a definitely a different feel to yeah. the canal just the contrast yeah, yeah. well yeah. i mean Very you're cool. talking about one of the most amazing marvels of engineering that mankind yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah i think yeah. that's gonna be pretty yeah. it's contrasting but also pretty impressive yeah and all right then what are the last major points that kind of working working uh yeah, west so, back to so then we're we're heading from let's say we go to marquesas we'll work our way through the you know through the uh uh, French Polynesian Islands mm-hmm. and Samoan Islands, and and head south to New Zealand, hopefully going around the southern island of New Zealand, or at least seeing some of it, and then we'll head off to uh, Sydney. Yeah. My sister lives in Sydney, and I just met my little uh, nephew Henry. Nice. The, the boat's name. Yeah, yeah. That's as far as he knows, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, and we'll we'll hit Sydney, but then we'll work away up the coast of Sydney, go across the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, Brisbane, Cairns. We're going to be scraping mm-hmm. along the coast of Australia, which I think will be nice. And that's one of those not literally areas. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not literally. Not. Uh, where you know we've got Sydney, Brisbane, Cairns as the points on the map, but we'll likely be sticking close to the shore ducking in seeing little port towns yeah. along the way which i'm excited about yeah that'll be nice yeah. yeah and then is there another big shot across oh, yeah. um yeah was that the indian ocean indian. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a spooky ocean that's yeah. a fitting ocean for halloween yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. hopefully whatever we, we're not going to be there in october though we're we're going to be leaving indonesia so we'll go in between australia mm-hmm. and, and indonesia and be you know papua new guinea and, and sailing through there 
Um, but then when we leave, I believe Christmas Island, which is just west of, of uh, Bali, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of right out there between Australia and, and Indonesia. I think Cocos Keeling is the, the go Christmas Cocos, and then and then Mauritius, mm-hmm. then across, yeah, yeah, to the Mauritius Islands. So we're trying to stay sort of lower, not lower, but sort of in the middle of the Indian Ocean. We're not going to go too far north. There's more pirating or risk of pirating up right. there. So we'll shoot to uh, Mauritius. And then, so we'll have time Mauritius, and that's about September 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so we'll have Mauritius, Seychelles, and Madagascar. And then we'll be able to go from Madagascar over to uh, Mozambique and work our way down the African continent. And we and have about five uh, months. To Cape Horn? And then around uh, Cape, Cape of Good Hope. Hope. Cape of Good Hope. Uh-huh. What's Cape Horn? Uh, that's the tip of South Africa. All right, I got that totally yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. The, right. the more... That's pretty that's gnarly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. I mean, they, the infamous. They're all infamous, but that's especially infamous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. A Cape of Good Hope is Cape no, Hope. you know, no. It's not a little. There, yeah. It's not a little dingy day of sail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We were talking. You know, the, one of the folks that are sailing with us. We're looking at weather, and if the wind's going against the Gulf Stream when we leave Charleston here and leave the East Coast, it can be really dicey and rough. You know, it's just like if if wind's going against current, the waves are taller. Yeah. Um, yeah. choppier and you know a little bit more violent and we were laughing a little bit yesterday because at some point several times obviously but at some point we're gonna hit bad weather and and definitely going around cape hope uh, or good hope it's uh it's just known to be a wild ride yeah you know? yeah i mean i was thinking y'all had something posted the other day i think on instagram of a little video clip of y'all sailing uh, maybe they've been yeah, going down. Yeah, out, and it was just there's a good little roll and right. swell out there, yeah. and it just made me think about like, well, that's a that's what's that's coming, that's nothing, but yeah. that's yeah. In, a, in a much more major way. That's like yeah. a, a a toddler splashing. So that gets into some some of the sort of fascinating, like, well, what is life like on a sailboat? You know, sailing for a year over the course of two years of total time. So, um, are y'all all, are you both prepared for that? Like, did your, did your body work on the water and, and, yeah. the, and the movement? Do you think, do you expect like in any rough weather, you guys going to turn green and, yeah. um, I'm sure does your body just adjust to that over time? Really bad. I think, you know, and what we've been in, so like, I don't think either of us have a major problem with motion sickness or yeah. seasickness. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's so you put some patches right. behind your ears and wristbands yeah. and you're yeah. up and you're stick, up. A, yeah. stick a pill up your butt and you should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How, uh, what's your schedule? you sort of, I know there's no such thing as probably a regular schedule, but what's it going to be like, like, you know, on a stretch of two weeks of being on the water, what's that daily schedule start to look it's like? Nice. It starts to get really nice. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. yeah. You, your sleeping schedules are different. So if you're at sea, for instance, I mean, this is a little different cause it's five people, but for Charleston, Bermuda, I think we're going to be four hours on mm-hmm. on watch meaning you're responsible you either have to be up at the helm or at least or, you know around and awake yeah and six hours off so six hours you get to just yeah. chill out and you it's get to probably dreamy. yeah and we have a big cruise but basically your whole life now is is four hours on six hours off yeah. so no matter what time of day it is you're getting up on that cycle yeah and going to do your work and, and it's neat because you get to start cycling through sunrises and sunsets. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Time. And the, so the concept of watch, for those yeah. who don't know, and even myself, is that someone needs to have eyes on the water at all times for right. uh, either other ships, um, boats, or even obstacles. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, is that yeah sort absolutely. Of, and, and is that by storms. law, too? I mean, it's obviously smart. Is it? Do, do, yeah, do, I, don't, 
I, I, I would know. imagine it's by yeah. law that you shouldn't. Yeah. You need to operate your vessel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to just yeah. send it. But regardless, so you know, someone's eyes need to be open at, at all yeah. times. Does that happen when it's or, just the two of you in some you know distant corner of the world that y'all have to develop a schedule which allows yeah. you to have yeah right. two man like the two man watch schedule. Yeah, and I'm gonna say eyes open might be a little much. Okay. You know, I think being up Aware. at the helm, yeah. mm-hmm. you could even probably doze off for a little bit, right. but just being there and being aware. And if something goes awry, you are the person who needs to be the first to respond to it, wake others up. Yeah. You know, um, just give you even more appreciation for a single solo sail around the world. Yeah, I mean, how, how does even, that, how does that schedule even work? I, I, you I just have to you just like take 20 minute naps in yeah. the yeah. cockpit yeah. and then yeah. just are up. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah, no we're not thanks. doing yeah. <laughs> I need, not trying to break any records yeah. or do this solo or I need eight like man I need eight every yeah, night right? yeah. 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 Um, that's really interesting and I'm sure that those patterns or the you, your body's going to adjust pretty quickly to that sort of yeah, routine there's a, a rhythm yeah, yeah. You, you fall into it fairly quickly when you're not on watch you're either getting a nap reading writing eating um, and the food then, tastes so good and sleep feels so good yeah. yeah what's the food and the drinking situation going to be like um like what what do you uh how much how much you I guess you'll be able to restock obviously when mm-hmm. you go to port mm-hmm. so yeah. um, no alcohol no, alcohol. no alcohol. drinking liquor or alcohol at right. sea i know yeah. you're talking about water but that's one thing that's you know I people was, ask about i was it. thinking yeah. about that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so we won't drink at sea so only on port mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right yeah. or you know if, if it's shorter sales like when we get down to the caribbean right yeah, i'm like sure we'll be enjoying sale, we may beer. have a carib or a, a stag yeah yeah exactly. uh, but yeah when we're doing passages no drinking um and you have a have a water maker we do right a desalinator we just yeah. got yeah. it yeah. reverse right. cool. osmosis still yeah. in the plastic yeah <laughs> where it i don't it's, know if it's, it's around here in the cockpit under, how big how big is it like it's bigger than if you've seen a box that sewing machine comes in, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a little bit bigger than that, but huh. pretty similar to it. And it's taking machine. in water from outside, salt water, uh-huh. and, and processing it and dribbling it into Reverse a reservoir. Yeah. yeah. How long does it take for salt water in delicious fresh water coming out? It's actually not as bad as you think. I honestly don't know yeah. the yeah. time, but oh God, what was it like? Twelve gallons an hour? No, it's got to be better than that, even I think. But you're gonna. Plenty, I think I think I heard you more. say earlier that um, in a different. Um, maybe when we were all gathered there that night at, at the stage, that uh, you're just going to keep it sort of topped off, right? right. So just sort of always keep it right. more or less full so that right. you're prepared. Yeah. It's, it's really for our, our bigger crossings. Um, we have 110 gallons aboard uh, of water, fresh right. water, right. in our tanks. And I just topped them off this morning. We'll top them off one more time before we leave. Right. And so between that, that should be fine for the five of us getting there, plus some bottles of water that we'll bring on, right. you know, jugs uh, separately. Yeah. So, so it's really for the, the longer passages. Yeah, pretty cool. And then uh, you might catch fish on the way and have fresh yeah. produce when you pull into so. different ports and yeah. combination of that. And then every once in a while, I'll bust out some nasty dehydrated or canned right. food. Yeah, that's probably, we'll save that for the Pacific, <laughs> maybe maybe the Indian. But yeah, we, hopefully I mean, never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, you guys we'll have... de- are you guys decent anglers? Y- you know... I've never been except for on a sailboat. Yeah, yeah. sailing, right. sailing and fishing is a lot easier because there's yeah. no skill or technique <laughs> involved. You just pull uh, line drop it out there, and you're trolling. Yeah, you're yeah. just pulling it behind you. And, yeah, um, I think if you have the right tackle, yeah, the right rig, then uh, then they they'll hit it, or at least yeah. we hope. Well, I mean, yeah. That seems to have been the case, you know. Yeah. Again, fishing is so foreign. I think to both of us. Yeah. And the only luck I've had is sailing, and I think it's just okay. You throw these lines out, and then you'll notice that there's tension on the line and you stop, put your book down 
like, grab the line and just pull it in. And you got to fish. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's the most pleasant way of fishing. Yeah. And and you're in the ocean, so yeah. you know, you're catching great fish. I, I think you guys are gonna eat well. Yeah, I, yeah, think, so. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. Uh, maybe the last topic, just about the how to how does stuff work, is um, you know, like a good overlanding trip, you know, and an off road or a long bicycle trip. You're gonna have to obviously tweak stuff, fix uh-huh. stuff along the way maybe even replace something to get a better version of something you thought was going to work. So how, how are y'all, how are your skills on, on engineering and tweaking and, um, diagnosing, you know, systems and all that. Have they gotten better? Are they going to probably get even better? Do you have a, a a resource or someone that you can turn to if like, how the heck does this thing? We have a lot of folks that we can call. Um, and we've done, you know, so we, we got this boat in January, but had been left alone for a long time, which is not good for a boat. And it hadn't been updated for a lot of the stuff anyway since you know 2000 or at late. best. At yeah, best. Some yeah. of it was original 1971 systems. Really? And stuff. Yeah. yeah. It seems like some hoses have been there since they realized how to make a rubber hose. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like a so one. like a 1971 house that's on the water, a lot needs to be right. updated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the point being is that we've gone through most of the systems, if not all the systems, on this boat. Better for worse, for better for worse. I yeah. mean, I think for better at this point, but you know, problem after problem after problem. But it, the room we're sitting in here, the cabin, these, the sole, which is the floor, you know, we've lifted up several times to really? the point where it's just a casual, oh, we need to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Tear the whole boat apart and, and fix it. Uh, and you can see the bungs, the plugs that go over the screws, those are all up that we need to put back in because we, because you've been pulling that. it. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, the, the water system, the electronics, the, the engine um you know cosmetics for sure but yeah we'll be doing a lot of the work ourselves and, yeah. and to answer the question we have a lot of tools on board yeah. to do it yeah. i think there are very few mysteries remaining i i mean yeah. there there are some yeah. there, i'm sure there yeah. are some yeah, yeah that's yeah. knocking on wood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah every bit of the boat we've at least looked at I feel like a yeah. lot of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you start saying that and then I, I don't need to be thinking about the little, <laughs> the little spots that I haven't really like. Don't let that creep in. Don't right. let that yeah. creep in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. exactly. Yeah. 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 We're at this point, you know, where we just need to say what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. We're not leaving the universe. You know, we're, we're leaving Charleston. <laughs> and so when we get to Bermuda, if we have problems, we can fix them. As we go on, we'll, we'll keep on going on and takes it as. There are a lot of, us. there are a lot of sailors in Bermuda who yeah. know, know yeah. how to help. If and, you need and help. places, yeah, that yeah. will know what to do and how to how knowledge to help and us. wisdom, and, and that's part of the reason the crew we have coming. You know, on this first trip, awesome. we're gonna break stuff. But yeah. these guys have been. Yeah. Two of them are boat builders. One of the boat builders is a professional captain. The third is a sailmaker. Um, so between the three of them, they're I all mean, sailors. Yeah, yeah, they're all sailors. That's an all-star uh, team, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a great way to start off. And then I think only one of them is leaving for the second leg to Antigua. So after those two passages, I think we'll we'll be in a pretty good oh. spot. Yeah, um, hopefully. My last last question for you guys is, I'm sure y'all have thought of this, but I just like, you know, whether it's navigating the world's oceans, entering exotic foreign parts, figuring out how to fix things along the way, none of that may compare to the adventure of you two guys, like, being on a boat for two years, you know? Yeah, like that, that might be the, the, the <laughs> yeah. biggest, craziest adventure of all this. So it's going to be fascinating to follow you guys along the way and then to see how this relationship has changed when you're back here two years. You know? I, I think it's going to be hardened. You know, it's like, yeah. it's already been tested and we've already had, you know, strife. And, and I think it, I don't envision it now 
<laughs> the place that it breaks. Yeah, let me let me not jinx this. But I was talking. Who was I talking to? You know, one of our mutual good friends last night. And maybe I, I'm going to go and say this while we're recording this. But <laughs> I feel like we're about to have like I think some of the best times that we've ever had. Yeah. You know, because we've we've gone through a lot of emotions, a lot of pressure. Yeah. We've been friends since 15. We've punched each other's faces yeah. until they're bloody. The only yeah. person I've ever yeah. punched. Yeah. I love it. Man. I love <laughs> it. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. But I kind of have also been daydreaming about, and not daydreaming like every day, but I've thought about what is it going to be like when we get back? Yeah. Kind of picture driving like somewhere in the middle of Wyoming and finding Zach. And like we, <laughs> years ago, we sailed around the world yeah. together. Yeah. We only know that. It's going to be an interesting friendship. As, yeah, that. assuming we make it out, there, there's, <laughs> there's no other way to get a deeper friendship. That yeah, could, that's cool. Yeah, imagine. I like that. that. Yeah. I like that. Well, it's like we were talking about earlier, man. It's like this these crooked, crooked, cool paths to get to this moment right now right. for y'all to depart on this, you know, this this two-year circumnavigation. And then, well, crap, when y'all are back from that, it's like that may be what's next, you right. know, and figure yeah. out the next version of that. And some of those may be independent, but you can also pull those off together. And right. I think of anyone who pulls off, you know, who I admire or read about who's pulling off sort of interesting um, adventures, you know, and journeys. They're, they're usually the other ones rattling around in there as sort of like the next project. Right, right. And you right. all have two and years to think about the next project. We've so. already been like, uh, it's yeah. bad because we still haven't done this yet, but yeah. we've already been kind of I bet. Like, What's next? Yeah. I bet. <laughs> exactly. Because right. right. at the end of the day, it's, it's two years. Which right now feels massive, feels yeah. huge, yeah. but it's just two years. So yeah. when we yeah. get back, I mean, we'll both be 32 and That's wild. have our whole lives in front of us, essentially. Um, so. And yeah, then there's, then there's all this talk of like, well, when you finish, you need to go start, you know, talking to people and sharing it. And, you know, so there's a lot of who the hell knows yeah, so banging around. Happen. We'll see. I think. We're well, you get a big book deal and you get all rich and. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. got to learn how to write fly, first. Yeah. Fly around the world. It's all a get rich scheme. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all it's all of it. <laughs> get rich quick. Yeah. <laughs> Two years. Change your life. We're, we're, we're taking it day by day. <laughs> well, you guys, um, you guys are awesome. We're super excited to follow along. Thanks. You know, uh, if I can find a way to join you guys and be a set yeah. of eyes oh, on the yeah, water I hope you do. I've, we've talked about that and i definitely want to get back into that conversation yeah. and figure yeah. out when's the right time for y'all and when's the right time for me sure. to do that sure. uh that would be a uh that would be a life moment for me as well yeah but um more power to you guys i know it's going to be amazing and so keep that content coming when you're out there promise us that, yeah, that you'll you'll, you'll be you'll that. be busy we'll telling stories because i think you the challenge will be there's just gonna you're gonna have too many stories to tell right. it's like all right how do i work that into a already busy workflow should we share the like parody idea that we have <laughs> we that i think hidden? we keep keep we, that under wraps we, we'll all right well cool thank you guys thanks for joining us on the podcast yeah. and um and more power to you great thank you so much for having us Thanks for tuning into The Way Out There. More episodes are on the way, and we're hoping to increase the number we produce this year. So keep an eye out. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever pod platform you prefer to get those new episodes without any delay. That's it for now, and as always, we hope you're finding The Way Out There. Mm-hmm.